0: Welcome to Inner Peace To Go, your source for practical, proven strategies to reduce stress and make life easier. I'm your host, Sandy Cohen, and I am so glad you're here. Let's dig in. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Inner Peace To Go. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so excited for you to hear this episode today because my guest, Josie Wheatman, offers so many gems in this conversation. Josie is a coach, a mom, and the host of the Make Life Fun podcast. And she's just a source of like joy and love. It seriously bubbles out from this conversation the entire time. So she talks about how this five-month solo trip overseas that she took helped her discover herself and then how things like completely fell apart when she got back home to the U.S., and that, how that experience taught her to have her own back, which has been the foundation of her personal growth and everything she's done since. She shares how tuning into our bodies can bring us a greater sense of peace and self-awareness, how to integrate the practice of being present into your life. Oh, we talk about a coaching call where Josie basically like bared her soul in front of hundreds of people. Um, She shares why it's so important for moms to cultivate joy and embrace fun in their lives and how that spills out over into their whole family, their household, their family, and everyone they know. It's really, really powerful. She also talks about how to brainwash yourself for your own growth and empowerment and how to open yourself up to gratitude. Josie shares so many powerful insights in this episode. I just know you will love it. So please welcome my wonderful guest, Josie Wheatman. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so delighted to talk to you. I mean, I just feel the energy coming off your Instagram. You and I have been in a live coaching call together and your energy like filled up my whole room here. So it's really a thrill to chat to you. Now, I know from listening to other interviews with you, that this self-love journey you've been on has been a journey and Mm. I hope that you might talk about what that's been like and how it's progressed.
1: Yes, that is a great question because I think we get that, we hear the word self-love, like love yourself and it's thrown around that way, right? Like love yourself and it sounds so like airy-fairy but for me it was like a whole thing because I grew up in Idaho being like the only black girl in my school from when I can remember until like 11th grade. And so I didn't look like anybody else. I was just like this born to stand out person, but all I wanted to do was fit in and belong. And so the journey to love myself, it just was trying to fit into everybody's box of what I thought I should be. And So, yeah. So there was a point that I just, I was just like, I don't like what I see. I don't like who I am. Like, I don't even know who I am. And that took me on a whole long journey. Like I had to literally physically leave the state and like go to another country by myself, not knowing a soul to actually be able to come back to myself and start that journey of like, who am I really? And by learning who I am, really, that started that journey of like self-love for me.
0: That's so powerful to be like, you know what? I need to just all the way leave. How did you have the courage to do that? And what did you discover on that trip? And where'd you go to tell all the details?
1: (laughs) Yeah, um, I love that you say that it took some courage. Because at the time, it was just like this little inkling in my like body that was just like, if you're not going to do it, you got to do it now. Like, go for it, go for it. And I just was like, I'm going to just go for it. And I, when I started planning this trip, so Bali was like calling my name. I started seeing it everywhere. And it was like, okay, universe, I see you. I hear you Bali. So I told my husband, like he was my boyfriend at the time. We're going to Bali. <laughs> and he's like, no, <laughs> we're, like, not. Who's this
0: we? <laughs> <laughs> we're
1: not. And I was like, why not? Like we've always done like these big adventures together. So when I planned this trip, like I fully intended for him to come with me and he didn't come with me on this journey. And later I find out it's because he was planning to propose. So he was saving all this money to buy a ring and whole thing. So that I ended up, I'm like, okay, well I'm going. And so I went to Indonesia was where I went. And on that journey, I Missed my flight from Canada to Indonesia, had to be rerouted, lost a bunch of money. Uh, My identity got stolen and I was left with no money. I, I mean, so all these things kept happening on this journey. But I started to realize I had my own back. No matter what happened, I always was able to find the answer. I was always able to find a place to sleep. I was able to find ways to eat. Like I was always able to figure it out for myself. And what I started to find is no matter where I went, I was just with myself, no matter where I went, no matter what country I went on, no matter who I met. And I didn't have to fit in this box anymore. Like I was in, out of the country. I, nobody knew me, nobody knew my name, nobody knew anything. And so I started to be able to like, like really confidently say like what I like who I am, like, so it just started opening these doors and these windows in my mind. And that I was five months, I was gone. And it was an experience of like a lifetime, really.
0: Wow. And you know, I just got chills listening to you say that because how interesting is it that you, like your identity was stolen right at the time that you were like trying to find your identity. Like, that's more than a coincidence. That's some kind of universe, like, guess what? You are gonna find out from scratch.
1: Yeah. 100%. Yeah. That happened in um, Hoan, Vietnam, where my identity got stolen, but that was like the best thing that could have happened. (laughs) I know it's going to sound crazy to most people listening because it is, I mean, it was terrifying for like the moment that you're living in it. But when I'm looking back in hindsight, I, it made me stay in one place for a longer time. So I ended up staying in Hoan for 30 full days. So then I ended up, like in a place like actually living with the locals and I started working too like in a hostel and like really like integrating myself into that life that way of life instead of just going going and so I was really able from losing my identity to like really sit still on my exploration so that was a whole thing
0: (laughs) Oh my God, that's amazing. Like you were able to sort of find your feet underneath you. Like not only did you have your own back, like you had your own whole existence. Mm -hmm. And has that feeling remained with you? Is this something that you continue to cultivate? Like how do you sort of keep that gift going?
1: Yeah. So that gift when I came home, it was like a rug was pulled out from under me, actually, because it was like when you're just away from everything and everyone that you know, it's like It's almost like a fairy tale. I don't even know how to explain it. It's almost just like, it's like a whole new start kind of thing. And then you come back and you're around your family, your friends, my husband, and everybody stayed here. And they were having the same life that we usually have day to day, going to work, waking up all the stresses. And I'm coming back from this, like, oh my gosh, so much freedom. (laughs) and Everybody's looking at me like, you're crazy. (laughs) <laughs> like life is not that easy. Like love. What are you talking about? So I got the rug literally pulled out from under me because everybody else was still living the way I used to live, which was the go, 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 the hustle, the hustle. And so I had to start putting myself back in that hustle. I had to get the job. I had to, I got married three months later, we moved right after that. So it was just like one thing after another. And I completely like lost it really like lost it. I went to like the darkest pits I've ever been in where I just felt so stuck. I just felt so like I did back again to square one. Like I just did all this work on myself, but who am I here? Like what is happening here? Why have I lost complete control? And that led me to another exploration of like, okay, you found it once before you could find it again. And so, yeah, going on that journey again, now from a place of not complete freedom, but a place of like responsibility and
0: life. Yeah. Oh, I can appreciate that so much. Cause I love to travel as well. And whenever I would travel, I'd be like, oh, I don't need all this stuff. Like, why do I have so much stuff at home? Like I'm quite content with just like the eight things in this backpack, you know, but then you get home and you're like, I do need that new purse, and I do need this. Stuff. Like, and I don't, and I would lose it so fast. And my goal when I got home would be like, oh, let me see if I can keep this like vacation vibe going, mm. but yeah I wonder why we keep getting stuck it's like we do we just it's like the the merry-go-round is going and then we just like get back on and on we go like I wonder why that is so how did your journey look different once you got home and had to deal with like now you're somebody's wife and now you're around all the people who have expectations of you and you're working and the whole bit how did that change your pursuits
1: everything just started falling apart if we're being honest. <laughs> Everything started falling apart. Like I started losing that connection with my friends uh, because I was like in a healthier place too. So I had like stopped drinking. I had started eating cleaner. I had started meditating. I started praying. I was going on this whole spiritual journey. And so, like my friendships, even with my husband, he's like, "You're not the same person that left." And so we had to like, so before everything was able to be built up, it had to literally all crumble and I had to start to slowly build it back up. And so that was a hard journey because I was not expecting that at all. Like I was expecting this joy just to come and I would place it into my new life and it would just be hunky-dory, but losing it all and having to rebuild it was just like, it was almost a little traumatic now that I'm looking back at it because it was just so unexpected.
0: Yeah, you had that image, though, or not in not even image, but like you, you had that experience. So you're like, I know it could be like this, but why am I way over here? Like, I feel like that's what so many of us go through. You know, this is inner peace to go. And the reason why I wanted to do it is because I feel like we feel like that peaceful feeling is so elusive. Mm. Even if you taste it, then you're (laughs) like, Oh, I got to get it back. Like, I already lost it, you know, like, it's, it's just so interesting. So what did that rebuild look? I mean, now you're someone who inspires other people. Now you coach, like you've not only rebuilt it, but become a leader in this mm-hmm. space. Uh, what was that ascension? Is it fair to call it an ascension? Yeah. I mean, what was it like?
1: It is fair to call it an ascension because I've got almost calling like a rebirth yeah. because it's like, I've lost myself. I found myself. I've lost myself. I've found myself so many times in this journey that. It is, it is like a rebirth because now I've come to this place where it's like, it doesn't matter what chapter of my life, how bad, how dark it got, this person that I am today has always been there. So that's what I found on this journey is like my soul, my true essence, who I am never left me and has always been with me. And it's like a remembering, it's like a knowing now. That it doesn't matter how hard it gets, like I have that power within me to just come back, come back, come back. And now that I found and felt this safety inside of me that I can have my own back, that I can rebuild, that I can start to like peel back the layers and it not crumble me and not put me under for too long, it gives me that freedom to like be like, okay, it's okay to bloom, it's okay to. It's okay to have these human experiences. And it's okay to, like you were saying, how we met was through a a coaching call where I was openly vulnerable and saying, like, I put out my offer and nobody showed up. And I had like full intention of, like, this is it. Like, people are showing up and this is like the work I'm supposed to be doing. And back in 2020, I would have never raised my hand and been that vulnerable. And now it's like, I understand that we're all human and we're all going through this together. And we have to share that messy middle. We have to share the parts of us that are messy.
0: Oh, it was so beautiful. And I was telling you before we started recording how beautiful it was. The whole reason I even reached out to you was because I saw you on that call. And I was just like, I I just, I was awed. And like I, I wish also wished it for myself. Like to come forward like that and to be vulnerable about this was what I was expecting and uh, this is what happened and and that's why I told you that everybody felt that breakthrough and for listeners who didn't get to be there like not only sorry you missed it but (laughs) but it's on Josie's Instagram um you have a a image of it and, and a little description of it so go to Josie's Instagram and you can see it but that is And you know what's so awesome too? It occurs to me that that's only the beginning. Like you, we all continue to grow from here. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you were able to do that now, who knows Mm -hmm. what you're going to do a year from now. Exactly. And it's just that thing. It's like
1: that one step, like you have to just take that one step, that one leap of faith, because I swear it, when you put your... When you put your belief in that one step, even if it doesn't work out, what you get from that is just so much more. And and it's always in hindsight too, right? (laughs) Because when you're going through it, it feels so heavy. It feels so hard to even just make that decision to say, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. But just taking that first baby step, is just so, I mean, it's so worth it.
0: It's so worth it. And I will say that when I signed up for that um, program with Kathy, even just when I like put my credit card in and paid for it, I was like, Oh, I just did that for myself. Like I was nervous, but I was excited. Like I couldn't believe I did that. And so I know what you mean. Like I was completely nervous and kind of trying to talk myself out of it. But once I did it, I was like, wow, I'm stepping into something totally new. Mm -hmm. And I think I never understood before that when they say growth happens outside your comfort zone, Mm -hmm. like this is what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Like how much did you grow even just from putting yourself out there and everybody reached out to you and was Mm -hmm. like, thank you. And
1: it felt so encouraging. Like when I put myself out there, I did not, like I didn't do it thinking that, oh, this is going to serve and benefit a bunch of people. I was just genuinely like, I'm scratching my head and I'm throwing spaghetti at the wall, like help me, save me. And so to hear that encouragement of like, your question, you being that open, was helpful, was just like, okay, that made it feel even better.
0: You never know who you're <laughs> inspiring. It's true. You never know something that may seem just like something basic. You never know mm-hmm. who you're inspiring by it. It's so powerful. So, I wanted to ask you about your coaching. Mm-hmm. What kinds of things? do your clients sort of struggle with Mm -hmm. and how how are you sharing this kind of self-love this confidence how how are you making that contagious I mean I can already tell but you know (laughs) hoping you can talk about it a little
1: I love it that you call it how are you making this contagious I love that I am so an embodiment coach so what for me growing up and not loving myself and being in this place that I just wanted to fit in. I just wanted to belong, made me disassociate with my body, disconnect, like completely leave my body. And so when I started my journey, the thing that really did it for me was embodiment was actually somatics and getting into my body and getting into my soma and actually asking myself, what is it that I even care about? Asking myself, what is it that I really want to do in this world? What is it that lights me up, brings me joy? Like these questions that I'd never... Asked myself before and actually really listening to my body for that answer. And so that is how I serve and help my clients is to get clear on what it is they care about, but not from a place of like the mind, the ego giving us all the answers, but from a place of like dropped in from your heart, from your center. Like, what is it that you really care about? And in that work, I mean, it's work that I do for myself every day. And I've seen the changes and people just with boundaries, like being able to say no when they want to say no, (laughs) instead of saying yes to please the other person. And also just like that self acceptance that comes from like knowing, like knowing that you have your own back. And so that is the work that I'm doing. That is the work that lights me up. And what I'm finding also with my embodiment work is movement. So I've been dancing again and I'm starting to incorporate that dancing into my uh, coaching practice and just getting up and moving is bringing like my sexy back. It's bringing like my fire back. And so it's just an evolve. It's just always evolving. The more I learn, the more I grow, the more I, like you said, contagious. (laughs) contagious. <laughs> yes. I just pass it along. And I am just so up for this. Like coaching has been, has been so life-giving just hearing the transformations for my clients. Like when people come to you, they don't always tell you like everything, right. They just come and you kind of do your work. And they go on about their lives. And so when my clients actually come back and they say to me, like, you really didn't know how low I was before I started working with you. Like you didn't really know how dark my life was, but I'm dancing again. I'm turning on the music again. Like my husband looked at me and said, I see light in your eyes again. Like those things are like, wow, it's really working.
0: Yes. It's so powerful. It's so powerful. And I feel so like so many of us, especially those of us who like sit at a desk, we mm -hmm. can become so disconnected Mm -hmm. from our bodies. It's like, we just live from the neck up. Mm -hmm. How do you, how would you tell somebody to like, even for someone who's like, well, I don't know, like, how do you (laughs) tell them to kind of find that? How do we drop in if we're not accustomed to it?
1: Yeah, that's a beautiful question. So I would just start saying, get aware of the breath get aware of where it is in your body. Is it held high in your chest or do you feel your belly rise and your belly fall? Because you don't want to judge it at all, but that's where you first want to start. And when your breath is dropped to a belly level, it is, that is where your center is, like when it's dropped to your belly. So most of the time when we're stressed, our shoulders are hunched over our ears and our breath is held high in our chest. And so if you could just bring your breath back down, to your belly center that is just like one way to just instantly get grounded and then from that just starting to sense your feet on the ground sense your bum on the chair sense your back on the chair and just notice your surrounding notice the room that you're in if like for me right now I have a candle notice the candle just start to put yourself in the environment because like you said we're we're just going and we're just constantly like, like you said, working from the head up. So if we start to just take a little step back and this, that one breath as Eckhart Tolle, he says like one breath brings you into the present moment. So if we start to even just practice that one small, tiny practice of just focusing on one breath just throughout the day, then we can start to cultivate that for ourselves and then make it deeper. Like for me, like I will intentionally do a head scan from or a body scan from head all the way down to my toes. Like multiple times throughout the day. I will feel my feet on the ground multiple times throughout the day and just stop myself to like practice that being here now, because this is all we truly have.
0: It's so, so true. And you hear all the, all the wisdom teachers talk Mm -hmm. about that, about that presence. This might be a silly question, but it's like, how do we remember because sometimes I feel like I could have the best intentions. Mm-hmm. I remember before COVID, when we were driving around everywhere, I was like, oh, well, you know, when you get to a red light, take a deep breath. And that'll be my reminder. Like, that'll be the trigger. And the very first red light I get to, I already forgot. I'd already mm-hmm. drove all the way to work and didn't even take any breath. So are there any tricks for remembering? Or is it just by doing it, then you start to remember? Or Well, it's just like any
1: habit that you're trying to build. You have to place it next to a habit that you already do. That's going to be the best way to do it. So it could be for, for the people that are just starting out, it could be like the first thing you do in the morning, like before you get out of bed, just intentionally like feel yourself in the bed, feel yourself supported even before you get out of bed or while you're brushing your teeth, like actually feel yourself brushing your teeth. Like look at yourself in the eyes as you brush your teeth, just put it, put that new practice wherever it is that you're already doing something doing something already because then you're going to start associate it with that thing that you already do and so then you can just keep adding on to it it can even be in the shower like we're we're taking showers (laughs) and so when you're in the shower start to feel the water on your skin feel the warmth like just intentionally like be there say even to yourself like be here i'm here like here now And just, yeah, just start to develop that practice. And then the more you do it, the more you realize how good being here feels, the more you'll want to do it. And the more you'll start adding it on. And then it becomes almost like second nature because it feels good.
0: It's its own reward.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's so, it's so interesting what you said about the shower. Cause I know before I started to practice more mindfulness that I could like take a shower and literally be thinking about work, like not even have felt the shampoo, like not felt any part of it. You know, you're just doing it completely out of habit. And it's like, Oh, I just like now in hindsight, I could say, Oh, I gave away all those moments. Like Mm -hmm. I could have just enjoyed that feeling when else all day, am I going to be like in the shower? This was my time. So it's so, it's so, it's almost like It's almost so simple that we overlook it, right? All the
1: simple things we we, overlook. If it's too simple, it almost seems too good to be true.
0: Totally. It's like, no, it has to be like way more complex. It must involve like going to a spa or like going on a retreat. It's like, you could actually just like totally enjoy your shower and feel Mm -hmm. revitalized from that. I love it. This is such, such great tips. Just tune into your body. And also, hello, you're with your body all day. Oh. It's not like you left it behind and had to but we go do. run it, you know? But we do, we leave it behind. Because the days
1: that I do lose my mindfulness practice, the days that I am running completely like so much, like I've booked myself so full that I'm just like, oh my gosh. Those days I get back in bed and I'm just like, you feel like you got ripped over by a bulldozer and you don't feel like you were even there. It feels like it just happened to you and it was like out of your control. But what we need to remember is it is like the one thing that is in our control is being present. The one thing being (laughs) that is in our control is like being in our bodies. Like that is in our control, but it's going to take practice. It's going to take a little bit of work, but again, it's so rewarding and it's so worth it to even just start with like that one practice. Even while you're making that cup of coffee, even just like stand there and actually like Feel that breath, like feel the breath, feel the foot on the ground. It takes two
0: seconds. <laughs> right. Well, and even when you were saying before about movement, it's like, I can't remember where I read it, but it was like, after a certain age, we never put our arms above our head. Like, wow. cause you don't like, unless you're like, I guess, unless you're playing sports, but like, if you're just living a kind of semi sedentary life. And so like women get this frozen shoulder. I know, doesn't it make you put your arm above your head? Cause women get this like frozen shoulder situation. And that's part of the reason. Cause it's like, your arms are always just kind of, Oh, get something off the counter. Maybe you get like a glass off the shelf, but you're not like, so wow. even just something so simple as we're doing it right now, putting arms yeah. above your head, but then you feel it. You're like, Oh, those are my arms. And they're mm-hmm. above my head. It's- they're
1: above my head. Yep. And I work with like a power pose. So I love a good power pose. So I'm Is that all like about- the Wonder Woman? No, I'm. You make your own power oh, pose. Oh, okay, so okay. I like recently my power pose has been like a goddess, like power, like a moving power pose with my arms in the air and just kind of like a body roll. And that is another way to like bring your because we we're talking about bringing that sexy back. Like create yourself a little. It doesn't have to be complete still pose. Like it could be a flowy moving pose. And for me, it's like my hands in the air, my hips moving and just like feeling like actually feeling myself in that movement right and so like you were saying your hands don't get put up in the air so put them up in the
0: air wave them like you just don't care
1: what that made me want to say
0: it totally did me too and but when you said move your hips too I was like oh I'm standing as I do, as I talk to you, and I'm like, oh yeah, move my hips. You get so stiff from sitting, but then you don't even think about it. You're just like, must go to kitchen, cook meal, you know, go to couch. Like <laughs> it's very strange. It's it, but I mean that's what awareness does for us, right? Because when you have that awareness, when you have that presence, then you can notice, oh yeah, moving my hips feels good.
1: Oh, feels so good.
0: Yeah, why would we deny ourselves that? It's just, I think being a human being is so fascinating because there's so much to learn. You would think that you're born a human being so you know how to do it. Nope, we're programmed human being and we have to unprogram
1: and unlearn and relearn and decide for ourselves what it is that feels good now, what it is that we care about now what is lighting me up now? Like, what do I desire now? It's like those questions that we're never told to ask, especially as women, we're told to be humble, like be humble, like keep your nose to the ground, stay in your own lane, right? Be nice,
0: (laughs) be sweet, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, And also recognizing that like what we want now, is going to evolve. Like, so that, that actually is a good, brings us to your podcast. So mm-hmm. you really shifted gears with your podcast because, yeah. so I don't, I don't want to take the story away from you. Can, so can you talk about make life fun and how, how that idea arose?
1: Yeah. So, um, I, before make life fun, I had the Backroads podcast. Cause I'm a travel Like that's still my love language, I still love it. Uh, So I created the Backroads podcast and it was living life fearlessly off the beaten path. And we talked all things, travel and self-development and how it helps you grow. And then I had my son and I felt this like expansiveness that came from that love, that all-consuming love that I felt for this kid, this child that I just like put in my arms. And so I had this big expansiveness. But when I became a mom, I was just like, "Put but <laughs> I just keep saying like a ponytail on. And it was like, it was going to be hard. And this is my new life now. I'm a mom. I don't have fun. Like this is it. <laughs> and my coach at the time, this is why everybody needs a coach. Cause you need that person who can see you from the outside. Like you can't see stuff on your own face. You need people to see it for you. And so she said, when was the last time you went outside? And it had been weeks since months, since I'd gone outside, since having Everett, like all I wanted to do was just like be inside, be with him, protect him, especially with the pandemic and everything. So I just was like in this like robotic mode again, just like doing again. And she, she encouraged me to go outside. I started going on hikes with him. I started going outside again and I started having fun and taking him to the restaurants with us, like just started living life again. (laughs) And so that's how Make Life Fun came about was like, you can still have fun in motherhood. You don't have to put the ponytail on the mom hat and like call it a quit for 18 years. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I mean, I'm not a parent myself, but I think a lot of people, it's easy to see with, with that level of responsibility and love, how you would just be like zoom, mm-hmm. you know, like this is the most important thing. And obviously it is, but mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't cease to exist in that mm-hmm. moment.
1: Yes. And what I've found is the more fun I have, the more fun he has. Like I was talking about how I'm finding my movement and dancing again. He loves it. He like <laughs> comes over and puts his hands up. He's like, we have our own little dance parties now. And like the more fun, fun and the more joy like that radiates from me the more I see it from him and everybody is always saying like your kid is so he's so he's such a good baby because he comes at all the coaching calls and all (laughs) he's always there and I'm just like the more I am doing the work for myself the more he like feels it and the more he is able to like relax
0: Isn't that interesting. So it's actually like it, we, we might have the tendency to think like, oh, well, if I invest in my own fun, am I being neglectful? But it's the Mm -hmm. opposite. It's the opposite. If you invest in your own joy, you have, you're giving joy, like just by Mm -hmm. osmosis, but also by intention. Mm -hmm. Like my life has completely like doing
1: this work and the healing work has like completely spilled over onto my husband, my son, my mom, my brothers. Like, it's just like a the sea of ripple effect that I've seen right before my eyes, that if you would have told me like this was possible, like I wouldn't have believed it because it feels like you're just doing it for you. Right. But when you really start like having your cup so full that you're just spilling over, you can't help but have that ripple effect because you just want to serve and help and like tell everybody what you're doing and shout it from the rooftop.
0: Yes, yes, and you know what? I can imagine like a earlier version of me, and maybe someone who's listening right now feeling like, "Well, I want my cup to overflow, but how can Mm -hmm. I get there? Like, my life sucks, or I, you know, I'm too stressed out, or I don't have the time." Gratitude. Yeah, and I think it also goes back to what you were saying: like, start small. Gratitude. Mm -hmm. say more about that
1: gratitude 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 and more gratitude what you focus on will always expand always always if you're going to focus on the suckiness if you're going to focus on the emptiness if you're going to focus on the really bad day then all you see like it's like you're closed off now you're completely closed off and that's all you can see but the moment you allow yourself to even like just start to think of like I had a warm shower today. Like, wow, that was a blessing. My mom called me today. That was a blessing. I was able to talk to my mom. I woke up, my eyes opened today. Like just start digging for like the things in life that we take for granted that are given to us freely and just start noticing them because then you notice more of the gratitude and that will take over. Like it's almost like the gratitude is the light in the darkness, So like the negativity is like that darkness, that heaviness, that, oh, it just makes you want to like go under the table. Right. And then the moment you start bringing that gratitude, it's like a lamp that just keeps the more you see it, the more it grows, the more you don't even feel the darkness, the more that you don't feel that negative shift because you're now illuminated so much light into it. And that's how your cup starts running over. Like that's for me, like the more I see the good, the more good I see and then my cup is just so full and then you can't help but give it away.
0: Oh, I love that so much. And it's so true. And I would just want to point out too, it's, like, it's not like you have to believe in it. You don't have to believe that this will work. Just do it.
1: Just do it. No, you don't have to believe on it. You have to, it's almost like, I call it a brainwashing. Tell me, tell me. You have to brainwash yourself into what you what you want to see, what you want to believe. Like for me, it's post notes. All over the house like posted notes on like favorite quotes that i've heard um posted notes for what i'm working on posted notes that's everywhere telling me like putting it in my mind even if i don't believe it like right now on my board it says all things are possible to those who believe like and i even if i don't consciously see that it's getting programmed (laughs) like it's in there and so just brainwashing yourself to in persuading yourself to start seeing the possibility like you don't have to believe it right now but be willing to like maybe it's possible that I can be grateful that my eyes open today like that's a big gift maybe I can be willing to realize that I'm breathing like I'm healthy or just anything just grab a hold on to it as tightly as you possibly can that one even if it's that one good thing for the day
0: yes. And just maybe it's possible, even if you don't believe Maybe it's possible Mm -hmm. to feel gratitude. And then maybe it's possible that that would fill up my cup. Mm -hmm. I love this idea of brainwashing yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm like always reading a self-help book. And recently my husband was like, Oh, do they all say different things? I was like, no, they all say the same thing. I just like, (laughs) Different in different people's voice, you know, but like I want to pour that stuff in. There's so many negative influences in Mm -hmm. life. I mean, even just in the news, or, you know, Mm -hmm. let me just pour it in. So I never thought Mm -hmm. about it as a brainwashing, but it's a
1: brainwashing. It's a brain cleansing. (laughs) Yeah, it's a brain. It's the best kind of brain cleansing. Yes. Yes. Because we're going to be brainwashed whether we like it or not by the TV shows we watch, by the books we read, by the people we surround ourselves with. And so this way we can kind of like be intentional about it. This way we can have a little hand in it of what we want to put inside our minds.
0: Oh, you are giving us so many gifts today. I just, (laughs) I knew you'd be so awesome. I'm so excited (laughs) to talk to you. All right. So as you know, you know, this podcast is called Inner Peace To Go. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you, what does inner peace look like for you now? Mm,
1: Yeah, inner peace to me is I'm a God girl. So inner peace to me is connecting to that divine. Inner peace to me is that stillness, that place where I could just go and like completely, shut out the outside world and just be with the nothingness or sometimes the things that want to be in my brain that i have to kind of slowly watch go by but just like that inner peace is just always coming back to myself and feeling that safety and that security within myself because I didn't always have that. I didn't always know what that felt like. I didn't always feel safe here because I didn't know I had my own back. I thought this inside of me was a place of like so much turmoil, so much like suffering that I didn't want to feel any of it. And so learning to like have my own back and learning to, to like forgive myself for all the times that I did ship shape to like fit into other people's mold of me and just Just knowing that I have my own back is inner peace to me. Like knowing that I can like come back, always come back and sit in this stillness with myself is a kind of peace that, oh, it's been life-giving.
0: And no one can take it from you. And, you know, I just want to pick up on one thing you said there, and that is this feeling. And I think we, a lot of us share it. I know I used to feel this way, like, oh, if I look inside, it's going to be so ugly and painful that like, it'll take me under. Mm -hmm. And I remember I had a therapist, I used to call him the doc. He was like an (laughs) old guy. And he said, you know, whatever, like looking at it can't make it's not it can't hurt any more than it already does. And that kind of gave me some courage to be like, okay, well, it, like I already feel terrible. So mm-hmm. like, yes. So yeah, being able to just go inside and, and without, you might have a little bit of fear, but go inside when anyway, mm-hmm. It's safer than you think. It's and then that's safer that safe, than you think. And then mm-hmm. it grows.
1: Yep. And giving yourself that permission to feel the feelings. I say those feelings that you feel are gifts because they have their teeth, they're telling you what is going on. So if you do feel a little bit of that fear, like give yourself a little compassion, like let yourself know, yes, it's okay to feel this fear. Of course. Of course you would feel this fear. Like what you went through is probably super hard. And if you were it's like the same thing if you're if a friend was going through like your past and your friend, it's like you have to treat yourself almost like you would that friend, that child. Like give yourself that compassion and that grace as you look inside because it is like you said it can't hurt anymore but acknowledging that you went through it acknowledging that oh it sucked I'm sorry but like let's just let's just be okay with it for this moment let's just like acknowledge it for this moment and just like slowly slowly it's like a baby step
0: yeah and also like you were putting your hands around yourself it's also like I, like in a way it's like I'm with you even mm-hmm. though it's your own self but it's like mm-hmm. I'm with you this is mm-hmm. scary but I got you honey mm-hmm. like
1: exactly exactly
0: yeah I 100 percent I feel so much like we we all could benefit from softening for ourselves mm-hmm. you know we have such like high demands of ourselves and like you know the quick with the critical voice for ourselves but it's like oh just like gentle gentle
1: mm-hmm that's like a prayer in itself, gentle, gentle, like just be so gentle with yourself because the past self did the best they could with the situation. Like they did the best they could with what they knew, what they were going through it was what was in their mind. Like, and that was you doing the best you could then. And so now you can go back and look at that self and say, you did the best you could. And I know it doesn't always feel like it. So again, another brainwashing, like you just let yourself feel that love and compassion. Even if you have to put your arms around yourself, like give yourself that hug, like feel yourself supporting yourself because nobody's going to do that for you. Like I could be your coach. I could be your guide, your cheerleader. I could do it that part for you, but the healing comes from within yourself. The healing comes from holding and being gentle with yourself. Like y- only person that can heal you is you. That's it.
0: Well, and that idea of having your own back, like how beautiful is that? Because you're always with you. Mm-hmm. So you could always have your own back. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's worth cultivating it. Cause you're going to have a safety and a comfort that doesn't leave. Mm-hmm. It might feel obscured from time to time, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's with you. It's with you.
1: And it's that remembering, it's like, you always have to like, keep remembering, keep remembering. Like I have my own back, no matter what happens, I get out of this, no matter what happens, I will support myself. I've got myself and we don't tell ourselves that, right? Because we're always looking outside of ourselves. Like who could save me? Who could like get me out of this mess? But the only person that can do that is you. And it just requires that little amount of courage, just like the little spark of courage.
0: Yes. We've been programmed to look outside ourselves, damsel in distress and the whole thing. Like we've been watching those movies since we were little, you know? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, well, I just adore talking to you. I I just can feel your energy right through the screen. I'm like moving around and it just feels awesome. So I want to thank you so much for this conversation. I know that anyone listening is going to be like, how can I get more Josie? So please say where we can find you, say more about your podcast, say all the things, all
1: the things. Yes. So on the make life fun podcast, it's the big umbrella of self-acceptance. You've got to, we've, we empower the mamas that are listening to accept themselves, to reach out a hand for help when they need it. And I am calling in my soul family with this make life fun podcast. Because when I became a mom, I was looking for my tribe because they say it takes a village and I couldn't find my village. So I'm building this village of mamas that are wanting to do this work of loving themselves into life so that they can pour, pour out from the overflow. And I know it, like we we're talking earlier that it might seem, seem such like a far off place, but it is within you to find that place where you can love yourself into life and then pour from that overflow. And so we have, um, 10, 10 episodes right now in the bank that are out for you mamas to listen to. And also you can find me on Instagram where like Sandy was saying, I am just all about putting out that love, like the more love I could give the better I feel. So that is what my Instagram at Josie Wheatman is. That's what you'll find It's just, uh, a place of, I just try to pour love, light and
0: fun. (laughs) Oh yes. It totally comes through. She's got a radiant smile. You can see videos of her dancing. Like it is awesome. And I would also just like to add that you don't have to be a mom to get a ton out of the make life fun podcast, Mm -hmm. because it really is about finding that Mm -hmm. self-acceptance. So many of us can hear that message and Mm -hmm. really need that message. So thank you so much. (laughs) thank you thank you this has been my pleasure I just want to say one last thing
1: so for the person that's listening to this conversation and like you're looking for that inner peace to go just know that you have it within yourself just remember that you have it within yourself like I would encourage you right now to like place your hand on your heart and just breathe for a second just take a deep breath and just feel yourself here now. And that's just one start. That's just one place to start. Just be here now for just this moment.
0: That was so wonderful to take that grounding breath together. Thank you so much, Josie. Do you see what I mean with like feeling those bubbling good vibes coming off of her? I'm still feeling it. So be sure you check out the Make Life Fun podcast. That's Josie's podcast. Get more of her good energy there. You'll find the link to that and to her love-filled Instagram in the show notes. And our affirmation this week is the choice to be present is always mine to make. The choice to be present is always mine to make. All we have to do is remember that, right? That's the hard part. But let's remember that the choice to be present is ours to make. We can enjoy that shower. We can just take a breath and feel our feet on the ground. When we have that coffee cup in the morning, just hold, the, feel the warmth of it, smell the aroma of it, and just for a second, have that moment of peace. And then we can string these moments together and have more peace in our days. And that's, I mean, that's what we want, right? That's certainly what I want. So thank you so much to Josie. Thank you to you for listening. I am so grateful. I love sharing these conversations with you and I so appreciate you listening. So I will be bringing them to you again next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you do like the show, please consider telling a friend or consider subscribing to it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And thank you so much. I will talk to you again next week hey, if you want to keep the peaceful vibes going, get on my email list. I'd love to send you my free ebook, The Ultimate Stress Busters Guide, packed with actionable steps to bring on the chill. Plus, I'll send you more tips and inspiration every week. There's a link in the show notes, and I'll see you in your inbox.